What is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill. And as always, I'm joined by my good friends, Cameron and hey. Bailey. Hey. Bailey, pray us in, man. Of course. God Almighty, you have filled our last few weeks with a ton of stuff and uh, with a lot of valuable insights and opportunities uh, for ministry here. So we just thank you for that and pray that this time would be time to reflect on it and squeeze every last ounce of learning and wisdom and everything that you intended to give us in that. So, Lord, we commit this time to you and we pray um, that you would be here with us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, man. Uh, so I don't know about you guys, uh, but I personally feel like the pace is really mm-hmm. uh, picking yeah, up yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that, of course, uh, for you uh, people experiencing this podcast, is that uh, <laughs> we've gotten lots of different opportunities to be plugged into ministry around here in our Norwegian context, yeah. uh, which kind of feels right at home for us because mm-hmm. that's all we did it, back in America was just do ministry in a lot of different uh, capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about some of our takeaways, some of our opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, we see uh, just awesome. Like you can feel you back in California can feel confident that uh, we are doing good ministry work out here. And we're going to talk about some mm-hmm. of those opportunities. Yeah, good. Uh, so one of those is uh, you left the country recently. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> it was the first time. So I mean, so maybe I'll talk about it on a personal level. So for us, um, it was the first time I've ever left Norway with a return ticket back home to Oslo, mm. which has a sort of existential How weight. How crazy to it. was that? It was great. <laughs> and, and here's one of the things that was weird too. And Whitney and I are both looking forward to um, sensing some comfort from hearing and seeing English everywhere, right? So we knew we were going to go to a place mm-hmm. where the written and spoken language is English, maybe a little bit different than what we're used to, but mm-hmm. we can read the signs and know what they all mean and understand the lady speaking out of the speaker on the bus and the train right. and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole time I was there, I felt totally out of place. And it wasn't until we were back in the at the gate at the airport ready to come back to Norway hearing people speaking Norwegian that I was like, I felt, okay, this is like, this Mm. is where I'm supposed to be. So I was really, I did not expect that. I expected to be comforted by the ubiquity of English. I was not, Mm. I expected, uh, did not expect to be, to feel at place again, out of place. You know what I mean? Like, like we're, we're definitely, I'm definitely like uh, sticking out here. (laughs) Like I definitely am not one of the, one of the people who's like meant to be here is whatever. But um, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Did you get that feeling, um, like previously when you traveled to different countries? Cause I mean, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like now that we've landed in Norway, leaving Norway, yeah. which is kind of weird for missions stuff and for like a conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that out of place in like other countries when you visited them for vacation from the U S no, well, it's, it's the truth is we didn't do that much of that. So we came mm-hmm. to Norway and, and, and then we came, went to Denmark and Ireland before, um, before any of this missions stuff. Sure. Um, I don't know. I guess I've, I've never. I guess I've never thought about that. I know that when we left Norway, Norway before, I longed to be back, mm-hmm. and we we've talked about that with uh, some of the rest of our sort of co missionaries from uh, from the United States. We've talked about what that's like. That my heart knew it was supposed to be here, and that I was longing for and like homesick for a place I've never lived. But it's different um, now that we've been here and and started to establish life and rhythms and routines and get sort of sink into the sink into the soil of Norway a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was definitely, uh, definitely a bit of an unexpected experience for us. And then while we were there, it was great. So we were there with the IMB, which is, uh, you know, mine and Whitney's, um, the missionary organization that we work for. 
And it was really, what was really comforting about that trip was being with those people. So it was um, sort of a conference, like a weekend long conference organized around just sort of helping us to get our heads screwed on straight. So the idea is you get to Europe as a missionary and not too long into your first term, we come back together, we regroup, we reorient. And that was really wonderful because you realize your guys' context is even a little bit different than mine. So you mm-hmm. guys have all raised your all of your own financial support. And um, and you're here as students and you're young and I'm old. Well, Whitney <laughs> and I are here as employees of the mission board, which is a, sort of a branch of our denomination. And we are old and not young and we have our own kids and we are finished probably with our education, uh, formal education, et cetera. So um, being with other people who know what it is to be a first-term missionary deployed in Europe with the International Mission Board and knowing what expectations and duties there are and what it's like to you know balance family and church dynamics and all of that. Like it's, there are really few of us who know what that's like. So it's mm. so wonderful to be around them. And not only that, but around like veterans who've been doing this for a long time who can really and have really helped to give us wisdom. You know, we talked in our last episode, we had my boss on. I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, my colleague. He doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, we had Zach on. And uh, we talked a little bit about like learning from his mistakes. Like, okay, we yeah. saw the things that knocked his teeth out. Let's not mm-hmm. do those same kind of things. We got that as sort of a Europe wide, in a Europe-wide kind of way. Hmm. So like, here are some of our mistakes, but also here's some of our wisdom. Here are things we've learned that work and things that don't work. And here are ways that uh, like, here are things that are going to attack your family and your own life and your own walk. And here are ways to stay spiritually close to each other and to Jesus. So it was really, really wonderful. Hmm. Um, so that's, there's not a lot that came of that. That's like new opportunities for us as a ministry, except yeah. that we're going to do, like I have new ideas about how we can do some evangelism training and, hmm. and get out and do some stuff. So I've got stuff for us to do. Mostly it was refreshing for us as a family and as a Europe wide team mm-hmm. uh, with the IMB. I think maybe I've already, I've already said too much about that, but that's, yeah. that's more or less. So we left the country, we went to the UK um, for a few days. It was wonderful. Uh, the UK, like God was trying to, it felt like he was trying to like, like blow it off the map. They're having like a once in a lifetime storm there. And so that mm-hmm. was, uh, God was not trying to get, why would I say that? Yeah. That's, <laughs> Jesus loves that's you. That's pretty big of him. <laughs> but just so I felt like I was Norway, sticking but, out uh, in their society. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> the whole rest of the world can burn. But I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> that's attractive. That was uh, him. <laughs> isn't that good? Um, but anyway, so no, I'm sorry. UK got some train way off there. That was just it was really windy. That was a really bad way of saying it was really windy while we were there. Uh, yes. um, but, but we're back now and it feels good to be home. This is the first time I've got to come home to Norway and uh, and sort of like that. that's where stasis is. You know what I mean? Like sure. that's where mm. the, the when everything settles and stops moving, like that's home. And it feels really good. Yeah, that is – I bet you that's an interesting feeling. I mean, we yeah. haven't gotten that yet. We haven't. Uh, uh, so at least as far as me and uh, Marissa are concerned, we haven't yet um, visited the United States. We've yeah. just been here for the last seven or so months. Um, I think uh, we might start thinking about like maybe planning uh, just a visit back for a yeah. couple of weeks. But it's uh, that concept of like home base is like here. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago where like our stuff finally mm-hmm. got shipped mm-hmm. here. Um, and like Oslo is like our, you know, is home now feels a lot more like home. Um, but to have home base be here, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not settled or at Mm -hmm. stasis until I'm back in Oslo. Yeah. That's a pretty mm -hmm. crazy It's really, um, it's really like spiritually and emotionally profound. Mm. 
Absolutely. And so, but that's exciting to hear that they uh, kind of got into like some evangelism techniques and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, or advice. Is, yeah, advice. Maybe yeah. wisdom is best. Techniques, maybe. I mean, there's, it's always a way you can cheapen evangelism because it makes it feels like right. sale, feel like sales tactics. Sure. But the truth is, we got to talk about, um, we got to talk about sharing the gospel in the context of Europe and, and mm-hmm. things that don't work and maybe things that are a little bit more appropriate. So it was wonderful. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so uh, let's kind of get into like some of like how our week went. Uh, mm-hmm. We got uh, the opportunity I talked about a couple weeks ago about um, a worship night I got invited to at uh, Bielsen uh, Mission Where? Shirka. No, what? no, not Bielsen. It's Mission Shirka, <laughs> Paul Mejasua. My, did you go to Mayor? Yeah, yeah. Mayor Stua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mayor Stua is a neighborhood around here. And there's a uh, Mission Shirka there, which is one of a, a, a denomination that we have mm-hmm. here in Norway. That's Someday we're going to hear us all saying Mission Shirka. Mm-hmm. And, soon, and we'll be like, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just mm-hmm. trying. I, yeah, I, I can't wait for that day. That day, yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe it's awful. pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. So you said uh, Bielsen, which is not where we are anyways. But, yes. I, but that yes. one, poor us. Like we keep saying, uh, yeah, yeah, Bielsen. And Norwegians are like, wait, what? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's not Bielsen. It's you can't just make words up. Yeah, okay? you can't just yeah. make words up. Are you making fun of me? Like you guys are getting in fights. That's offensive. You yeah. can't, it's a real language. You can't just make words up. No, it's no, just, no, just it's really badly yeah. pronouncing mm. the name of a real place. That's something more like Bielsen. Bielsen. And the way. <laughs> oh, it's stereo. Well done. So <laughs> <laughs> but it's become a joke so, on the team. Like every time someone says it, we have to correct you because we never yeah. say it right. And these poor Norwegians have to hear it from us all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've said it once without correction. Mm-hmm. I just try to avoid the subject of where I live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Norway. Okay. Over I there. live in Norway. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. We're on the bus together in Oslo. Where? Are you, what stop are you getting off at? No, where do you live? Uh, here. They can discern what you're talking about from context. <laughs> like, I live in Beale Center. Like, what did he ta- Oh, okay. That's where he's from. Uh, I totally, I just totally did uh, butcher the name of that church. So I'm going to yeah. try again. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, I can't. Well, <laughs> yeah, please. No, that, that was it. That's okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I get. That's all the drum roll, whatever uh, you're about to do deserves. I apologize <laughs> to any listener. Okay, uh, so here we go. Um, uh, there was a worship night that I got to participate at Mission Shirker, Mayor Stua. <laughs> we yes. should have just left it. I feel like most of your improvement came from your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get, what? We need to get okay. Benta on here again yeah. to approve you my Norwegian. You just said it more eyebrow-y. Like you added a little bit of attitude. <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. <laughs> I okay. know, we're sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, here's why I'm talking about that. Yeah, Thank <laughs> uh, you for bringing us back home. The reason I'm talking about that is uh, not just because I got the chance to play with an awesome band uh, who gave, uh, through no fault of their own, uh, gave me very short notice um, because something happened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, nope, I can do it. I'm your guy. Like you can, I can uh, totally hang. And it was awesome. They did the rehearsal all in Norwegian. Wow. Uh, again, through no fault of their own and not like I understand it. Yes. I don't say that <laughs> yes. to brag. It's not even their fault that they speak Norwegian. <laughs> yes. It just happened. <laughs> so <I> was, <laughs> what I mean was they weren't being rude to yeah. me. They were just like, hey, we're, we all speak Norwegian, so we're going to yeah. do that. <laughs> Uh, which you're able you, to hang. So that is a huge victory. I'm, we're totally like <laughs> we're t- we're just sucking the wind out of that. That's a huge victory to be yeah. able to be around. Like that's we we I think each of us have experienced that a little bit. But to be in a room with Norwegian speaking Norwegian and be able to more or less track with the way the conversation's going. That's like uh, 
that's like having a new weapon. I don't know what yeah. it, that's that's a major. I was gonna say uh, trying not to say level up because I'm not that kind of nerd, mm-hmm. but like that's just the best term for it. It's like you have this mm-hmm. new ability to do something you couldn't do before. Yeah, no, it does like, feel. I do. Magician? This is crazy. I do think less of you for saying that. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it does feel like you're leveling up. Like, okay, it feels. Worship at a place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it feels like a new superpower or yeah. whatever. I've never, I'm not bilingual, um, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, but, and I've never spoken another language. So it is the fact that now Norwegian is becoming more like understandable yeah. and like more useful. Mm-hmm. Or like I can read like almost all the street signs and like get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Or like an advertisement. And I'm like, oh, that was in Norwegian. Like I, my brain didn't have to do. <laughs> Like the math to understand it, mm, I just right. read it like the way I read English. Yeah. Um, is pretty great. And that's so, a, that's a, we should always celebrate that. That's mm. like that's significant. Being able to better understand the place where we're at. So I just don't want to take. I don't want to take that away from you. But we do need to talk about Meyerstowe. No, no, absolutely. But and that gets into like we were talking about. Like entry is like one of our biggest mm-hmm. priorities. Um, and while we're in the midst of entry, we've kind of gotten these opportunities to do ministry. Yeah. And so that was a subtle way to bring us back yeah. to what we're going to talk about. Um, this was a, a worship night, apparently. Uh, and this kind of speaks to – the reason I'm bringing this up is because this speaks to a, a really excellent and attractive quality of like the Norwegian Christians that we've partnered with here. And I uh, am excited to talk about it. So apparently uh, there have been these – worship nights that a bunch of churches get together and collaborate. Mm-hmm. So uh, Meyer Stua, uh, the Mission Shirka there, uh, that building has been like newly renovated with a new sound system uh, and like, you know, high quality speakers and soundboard and they rerouted yeah. the stage and stuff. Um, but uh, who was using that building were a bunch of different churches who got together. Uh, when we sat down at the band meeting, not, I wasn't the only like oddball who had yeah. never played with each other. There mm-hmm. were like multiple musicians who were like, we never played with each other before <laughs> yeah, in a band. Fun. We had just like are Christians in the area who know about each other mm-hmm. and just like, Hey, I know he plays electric guitar. He can come like play with us. He plays drums. Like he can totally do it for the worship night. Yeah. Uh, who plays bass? One of the Americans, like <laughs> go for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the point is, is that all these churches ended up getting together uh, to worship our Lord and Savior, and they're easily like in that room, maybe like two hundred people, mm. like easily. Yeah, mm. and I know probably for Californian ears or like American audience ears, uh, two hundred people doesn't sound like um, like that's not, that's not like a mega church like right. where we, where we mm. come from. Like if you've got two hundred people in America, uh, that's like your church plant's going strong. Like it, it's it's a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're 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 really seeking to have like five hundred thousands there. Yeah. But two hundred Christians in Nor- in Norway mm-hmm. getting together for fellowship and food and worship is like yeah, that's significant, very mm-hmm. significant. Mm-hmm. Like that's and it it was just sh- the opportunities for mission and for the gospel and evangelism mm-hmm. like were obviously like very apparent to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at the, these people and like, wow, they were able to get like 200 people into a room like with the collaborative spirit of the Norwegian church. Cause mm-hmm. that's one of the things we were like really uh, uh, talking about and emphasizing on a couple episodes. Now we've talked about mm-hmm. this, that across denominational lines here in Norway, uh, like they, Norwegians are like totally uh, willing and excited to like cross those lines. Yeah, we've definitely seen way, way more of that than we're used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's 
really inspiring to me that mm-hmm. you've got like Baptists and Mission Shirka and like Pentecostals over here and non Baptists, Southern yeah. Baptists over here, um, all like combining together just to get God's work done. Yeah. And we got to, sorry, you're going to say Well, one of our Baptist friends uh, told me about the opportunity, like, preached at a, a bunch of congregations on this one Sunday and was like, I, I preached at the Salvation Army and I preached at this Lutheran place, this Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, Lutherans are having Baptist from like share from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I'm in. I love it. it. Yeah. I love that. Cause that's like the puzzling thing for them is like, don't, he's a Christian. Like what's your, like, what are you getting hung up on? Yeah. Like the Baptist, we debate about that stuff at a different time, but yeah. like, well, it also yeah. does this thing that I really appreciate, which is I think in, in the United States, we tend to treat our pastor as though um, pastoring is far and away the most important ministry in the church. Mm. I mean, sure. maybe it, it's not really – we don't have to really say it's the only ministry, but I think maybe sometimes we emphasize we, – we make it too important. Mm. We, we elevate it to too high a level. And I think here, you know, I've, I've spoken with several um, pastors who tell me about how they share the pulpit. I've been invited myself to teach in another pastor's another pastor's pulpit. You know what I mean when mm-hmm. I say that, right? Yeah. Um, and they just haven't been threatened by allowing other people to teach because we have the opportunity uh, in their mind. The, they have the opportunity to train people and to give their congregation more perspectives. Mm-hmm. And the idea is I don't know all of the good things. Why would I keep people who can teach good things away from my congregation? But then there's that pastoral trust. So the the, the pastor is still shepherding and leading the people that God has entrusted to him, but um, is not afraid of for other people to have good ideas, which is really just um, – to say refreshing is a giant understatement. It's mm-hmm. a really lovely thing. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone got the chance to tell you. Uh, we did. You knew this, but mm. you didn't know uh, what I'm going to tell you. Oh. We did worship at uh, Bielsen Mission mm-hmm. Shirka. That's mm-hmm. the right one this time, I promise. <laughs> um, it, it was <laughs> uh, the pastor, as you walked in, made a joke kind of about this thing. <laughs> yeah. he's, as he's coming in, he's like, I got to say, this is like really uh, ecumenical today because <laughs> I just came back from an infant baptism and we've got <laughs> Baptists leading worship <laughs> here. <laughs> And uh, it was awesome. And so it it wasn't like uh, awkward and we didn't have to, we didn't, none of us felt compelled to like sit down and like have a long conversation about mm-hmm. like, baptism or uh, we just, we made like one or two jokes about it. And then we were like, all right, let's get to work. Mm-hmm. And um, that is very refreshing. Yeah. And for a pastor to have the wisdom about who he lets speak and about what and not be afraid of, afraid is maybe the wrong word, but not be um overly cautious to to the detriment of the congregation about people with other with other ideas or other perspectives. So I'm not what I'm not saying is like I don't know, let um unsafe, let anybody give, do it. give yeah. unsafe people the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Or no, something. yeah, of course, of course. But the idea that a Baptist has nothing good to say to a Lutheran congregation or that if this Baptist does, we might be losing Lutherans to Baptists. It's mm-hmm. like, well no, they trust their pa- their their pastoral relationship is stronger than that. So that's not a threat. We're not worried they're going to leave the Lutheran church for the Baptist church necessarily. And that also means that the Baptist pastor has good things to say about the gospel or about being a witness in your community or whatever. And the idea is, well, all good ideas have to come from Lutherans and you build in this um, – mm-hmm. we like insulate ourselves. And it's been really wonderful to see less of that. Like we, we see it open communication and open collaboration among among Christians, among churches, among church uh, like parachurch organizations and even among denominations across denominational lines. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have more to say about Bielsen and like our 
uh, opportunity we had to serve there. Sweet. But the oh. <laughs> um, I don't want to miss. You went to something. It doesn't sound super holy. It doesn't sound super missional. But you got invited to a Super Bowl party. Um, yes, because I did. Of that the, is America's highest holy day. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty holy to me, Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I just think that was um, that's such a cool opportunity for where we're at um, now in our ministry, especially um, because you got to just hang out with, and especially that's a really funny context to hang out with a bunch of Norwegians <laughs> who like, mm-hmm. you know, they're wondering why we're yes. even calling the thing football in the first place. And what time was kickoff in Norway? Like midnight? <laughs> no, yeah. Like 1230. Yeah. Yeah. Kalkohalven. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kalkohalven. Well, oh man. But no, that was right. No, anyways. <laughs> but so, just the uh, yeah. opportunity that you had, like, to um, not just worship with uh, tons of Christians that we, you know, we could be separate from them and not know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, they've welcomed us into the fold yeah. and allowed us to worship and even lead worship with them. Um, and then you're going over to some guy's house afterwards mm-hmm. and watching the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, and making friends with them. So, like, yeah. just I think that is awesome in itself. It was so much fun. I was invited by the guy who played guitar in the electric mm-hmm. guitar in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lived in America for like some period of time and fell in <laughs> love with American football. Mm. Um, he's a Giants fan, so he likes being uh, disappointed at the end of the season. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he. Me and Cam have no idea <laughs> yeah. why that's funny. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Giants. Mm. He fell in love with uh, American football and he invited me. And uh, every it was very clear at the party. Not a single person in the room besides me and this guy knew the rules to American mm-hmm, football. Mm-hmm. So he put together a <laughs> keynote presentation yes. of the rules of American football. And I never realized that they're complete nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never, yeah. And so it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was just really funny for me. I'm not making fun of anyone because we were all laughing the whole time mm-hmm. he was presenting mm-hmm. it. Um, but that, uh, it was really funny. It was just a lot of fun, um, and we had a great night. We were eating. Um, uh, I found the closest thing to Cheetos that I can get <laughs> from, like, Rema or Kiwi mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, but I think to your point, uh, which is the deep point, you know, you don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> well, dude, it, it was interesting. You told me you had to deliver an apologetic for why the touchdown – a lot six points to a certain yeah team. instead of like one yeah. or two <laughs> like yeah and so it's because it's ha- it's because it's uh double the amount of a field goal that's why it's six okay good yeah cool i'm happy we're still talking you about just this. come up with that no someone did <laughs> someone did uh but that sense of community of like building relationships with mm-hmm. like the christians here has all has obviously been like a uh, a very high value from us since the beginning. I think we were talking yeah. about that like from the first or second episode that our goal um, it, or our um, yeah goal, whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing on what our we're list, doing here? Yeah. what we're doing, uh, the first thing, highest priority is uh, entry. Mm-hmm. And part of entry is not just learning Norwegian and learning how to tell the time when it's uh, midnight 30 mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is building relationships like with Christians. And the fact that that is, uh, uh, it really has like been really easy across denominational lines. Um, even like something like going to a Super Bowl party. Like mm. I didn't just go there to watch the Super Bowl. I I went there to make friends, yeah. and I did. I there were people that like who go to uh, Holte with us mm-hmm. that were at the Super Bowl party, and someone I 
uh, like never ever got the chance to talk to because we're sitting in class in lectures all day. I got the chance to sit and talk with him, and it turns mm-hmm. out he's like, oh no, he's a boxer, and I got to learn his story, and uh, it's just awesome. Like building those relationships are mm-hmm. like really, really super important, very yeah. high value of what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Bjelsen Mission Shirka, like mm-hmm. our service that we got to do there. Um, so we, uh, led worship for them, similar situation. Uh, they just needed someone to fill in kind of at the last minute. Um, and our whole team got together and just did the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't like crazy for us. Um, because it, like, it's the most normal thing for us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, if anything, it felt like, you know, finally getting to do, um, the kind of ministry and stuff that we're <laughs> right. used to. And like, we get yeah. to scratch the itch and like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, um, like for those reasons, it was, uh, an easy yes and like, uh, total blessing for us. Right. Um, but a really cool thing that like, it, it didn't fall out of that alone because we've known, uh, Eidic, the mm-hmm. pastor there for a while because it's literally, it's two minutes down yeah. the street from where we live. So they were the f- first church we visited, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're so close. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our first, um, Sunday after we came here in August, we went to their, uh, church and mm-hmm. we worshiped with them. It, I think it was their first service back from COVID. Mm-hmm. And I even recorded it and saved it. Like, I was like, I have to remember this is historical. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this is the first sound of Norwegian worship that like, or Norwegians worshiping mm-hmm. that I get to hear, like in this new phase that God's moving us into in our lives. Um, so I still have that. Um, but yeah, so that congregation and the pastor there, we know, and we've met with him a few times. Um, but that was a really special, at least for me, um, a really special opportunity to serve their church. Cause they were all really think like I, I Dick, um, told me, um, I was thanking him for being so kind and he was like, gave us all the details and way more than we needed to Mm -hmm. do the job well. Um, and I thanked him for it. And he was like, well, just like, thank you guys so much because you don't know like how much you're, uh, like we just get the opportunity to worship because you guys are filling in, Mm -hmm. which we wouldn't have had, um, without you. Um, but it was like an opportunity to, I don't know, kind of the, um, uh, same ideas, your like works or the, um, the like faith coming into action, like yeah. mm. us doing, um, good or us following the commandments, following the law. That's the, um, that's the faith and everything that we have making it w- its way into the world. Mm. Um, like this relationship that we developed finally got to be practiced. Yeah. And it was really special to worship um, with the congregation there. And like for us to have the privilege of leading the worship, like we got to have front row seats to the beautiful congregation that, you know, we on our first Sunday got to worship among and we had the chance to lead them in worship. And it was very special. Like, I don't know. I love that seat. I, I don't think there's any other uh, seat that's more valuable in the world than, you know, heaven. Like when we get there, those, those seats are pretty pricey um, and worth. Yeah. But the seat of like a worship leader, seeing the church as they sing and pour their hearts out to God is just the most beautiful and intimate thing. Like it's the most beautiful image of the church that we get to have on earth. And we were invited to do that with the church down the street. And it was just like, 
afterwards, I couldn't mm-hmm. stop talking to Idik, and we wanted <laughs> he we're gonna go get coffee eventually. Um, but it's just yeah, we've got brothers and sisters here, like yeah, we've got amazing. friends, and it's awesome. I uh, I can uh, totally relate to that mm-hmm. feeling that you're talking about, uh, yeah. especially uh, having the um, the privilege, the opportunity to lead worship a few times. I remember. Um, there's been a few times it's happened actually here, like seeing like God's people worship so sincerely and just so, uh, just like with the kind of reverence of, of, mm. of like, like, Hey, we're singing about like Christ's death on the cross right now, or if we're singing like nothing but the blood or like mm. in Christ alone or whatever we're singing and mm. just the kind of, um, reverence and that attitude or like, remember when we led worship, this was back in America, unfortunately, mm. uh, but uh, not unfortunately. This was a <laughs> privilege and an honor to do this. But is back in America, we led worship at a men's retreat uh, from our yeah. sending church. And remember when we sang Ten Thousand Reasons, mm. Reasons, and the Reasons, Reasons, and the whole room erupted. Yeah. Just like the, uh, how many men would you say were in that room? Maybe like sixty, seventy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and just it was just so. Uh, it was just awesome to me that like the, mm. that this room's erupting with men of God, fathers, new husbands, young single men, just mm-hmm. singing like about the ten thousand reasons why God is amazing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the song, I was just like, "Okay, we gotta play this chorus again. Like mm-hmm. we gotta just mm-hmm. sing that again." Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been a few like moments here like that where like you could just uh, feel. The the thing that you keep saying is that the Christians here mean it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've seen that quite a few times. Uh, something that uh, Zach, I think you brought this up, but Zach kind of like clarified it mm-hmm. in, in our, uh, last week's episode was um, we want to avoid the like American saviors mentality. Yeah. Uh, we absolutely do. We want to, I think that we're all very sensitive and very aware that, we could uh, potentially come across that way mm-hmm. as like, mm. we're the Americans coming over to show the Norwegians how to do church right. Mm-hmm. And that's a mindset. Here you guys go. Here's what you've been getting wrong all this time. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> and that's a mindset. Uh, uh, you guys can be very encouraged back in California to be aware uh, that we are very sensitive and avoiding that mindset. Yeah. We don't think that of ourselves. We don't even want to come across as that of ourselves. Well, and can I also say this? Please continue to pray that that's the case because that yeah. could be a, like a major way that we could be derailed mm-hmm. is if we start thinking we've got answers we ain't got and we, um, uh, you know, we talked last week about how important relationship and partnership is with uh, our Norwegian brothers and sisters and how the desire of our heart is to launch Norwegians into Norwegian ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think like a major way, maybe the main way that that could be completely disrupted is if we start thinking that uh, we're the – we start thinking that we're the, we're the solution. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So no, please continue well, to pray for us about that because right now I think we're in a good place. But if uh, if pride starts to bubble up within us, that will be, be the end or that'll be the undoing of, of the good mm-hmm. thing that God's doing here. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And amen. And kind of the, the reason I bring that up mm-hmm. is because, uh, I've seen, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I told a couple of Norwegians this and they're like stoked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, 
when I fellowship with the Norwegians here, like I don't feel that way at all that like they're the mm. ones doing church wrong or they're the ones that mm. need the Americans to come in. I'm like, look, there's a lot of things that like, yeah. <laughs> I think the American church in general mm. can learn from the Norwegian church. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think vice versa. That's I what think. I keep thinking is like, I want all of our friends from the orchard to come here and worship with the mm. Norwegians and take a little bit of that back. Cause the orchard's amazing and wonderful. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but, but look at what we like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You, mm. you were saying, well, look well, at what we can learn. Like, yeah, there's so yeah. much to learn from uh, the depth <laughs> and sincerity of the of the discipleship here. Mm. Mm-hmm. You were going to say, yeah, I just say, um, Eidek, um mm. When I talked to him, Eidek is the pastor of Mission Shirka Bielsa. So when I talked to him, that was uh, it's so cool because I think you've talked to him before, mm-hmm. uh, kind of touching this topic. Yeah, probably. But um, one of the things in our conversation, we hit a lot of ground, but um, (laughs) one of the things we talked about was just that, like us um, needing to um, keep in view that, you know, we're the Americans Mm -hmm. and like we can't be the Americans coming and bringing (coughs) like Americanicity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. So um, he offered to take like to go out with coffee or to go out with me for coffee mm-hmm. um even just to talk about context and like yeah. how to um understand the norwegian mindset mm-hmm. awesome. and those things and without me like even asking yeah um he was like if those are concerns of yours then like i would love to go out for coffee with you mm. to like talk about exactly that so yeah like really that's the this these opportunities that we're having where we're getting friends and brothers and sisters of the church that's already here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I think God's assembling for us a set of like key um, people to bring us insight, um, like where we're at now. Because we need, you know, eventually we can have um, Norwegians who aren't Christian mm-hmm. or who are newly Christian who offer us insight and um, help us to understand the Norwegian mindset and all those things. But right now we need uh, Christians who can give us a lot of grace because we're going to hit a lot of, like we're going to bump a lot of the, Mm -hmm. uh, into a lot of the things we ought not bump into. And we need them to be gracious towards us and to um, show us our blind spots. Right. Um, And so far, I mean, that's just been amazing. That's one of the ways we know that God is in this is he continues to put in our path wise and humble and gentle and kind mm-hmm. counselors. Ayurik is one of them. I can't wait to have him on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. He sort of provisionally <laughs> like open-endedly agreed. I was like, Hey, we have this podcast. You want to be on it? And he's like, uh, and he didn't say no. So I think mm-hmm. actually, that's not true. He was enthusiastic. He said, yes, absolutely. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it'd be really great to hear from him. He's a, he's a wonderful friend mm-hmm. of the ministry and, and pastor of his congregation and, uh, and continues to give opportunities for other people to uh, us in, in particular yeah. to serve alongside the, the Christian mission happening yeah. in Norway already, which is exactly what we said we were coming here to do. And that doesn't happen without, without the Holy spirit making that happen. Mm-hmm. So we can say all day long before we came. And those of you who have sent and continue to send, uh, send the ministry here, um, like that's what we told them and told you guys all day long, mm-hmm. right? Was we would, we want to go to Norway and be part of what God is already doing there. Mm-hmm. Imagine we show up and we don't get let in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had just door openers and bridge builders right. that have mm-hmm. come, that have like come and stood in front of us and said, you need a bridge built to there. Let me do that for you. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And I, it, it speaks to uh, one of the things we talked about a couple of weeks ago was that they, uh, they've like trusted us so quickly. Like yeah. I remember, uh, it was the uh, uh, what, the fifth greatest day of my life mm. uh, when you sent a text to the group last week and was like, "Hey, uh, Log is going evangelism, evangelizing mm. on the streets. Does anyone want to go?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and so, like uh, the the fact that they are. Uh, plugging us into ministry like mm-hmm. that. Like I got to do street evangelism. Finally. Uh, <laughs> like I got to oh, uh, I'm yes. so glad you feel that way. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I do. It is. Uh, it was awesome. We had a great time and I'm sure we'll uh, talk about maybe I'll have someone on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Great. Street evangelize. Wonderful. Um, but anyways, um, uh, that we've had those kinds of opportunities have been fantastic. We have a, a unique opportunity uh, presented to us kind of by our uh, university, Hualte mm. University College. Yeah, university. Yeah, yeah something. seminary. Uh, Bailey, could you uh, just unpack that real quick? Yeah, so uh, we've started a class on world religions, and it's been, I mean, totally eye opening because yeah. we so far we've studied you know the religion that we know, and most of the stuff that we've gone through um, we're pretty comfortable with. Mm. Like it's definitely we're getting to like a deeper level on doctrine and. Um, everything that we're studying than we were previously. But this world religions class is like our eyes are totally not on Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can find YouTube videos and stuff like that to right. inform us about other religions. But to like be in an official class with a really knowledgeable teacher, Temeskin, mm-hmm. yeah. is awesome, mm. um, who we've known for a while. So yeah. um, to be in this context, like studying it, um, has definitely helped a lot of it to sink in more. And we've, we're only just getting started. So, um, this week though, we, in just getting started, got to finish, got to visit a Jewish synagogue, mm-hmm. uh, the only, right? There are the only. two Jewish synagogues in all of Norway. Wow. There's one mm-hmm. in Oslo, which is the one we visited, of course, and one in Trondheim. That's a mm-hmm. ways away. That's, which is, uh, that's Nord Norge. That's, uh, <laughs> that's up north. And yeah. So. Yeah. And there, uh, I think she said there are somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000, um, Jews in Norway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point. So, um, but the, I don't know. The really valuable thing that I'm seeing, obviously, is like uh, it, with evangelism and like all the Christian jobs that we have. And um, there's obviously that I'm learning how to better understand. I'm nowhere near becoming an expert, sure. but I'm learning how to better understand the mindset of um, people from all the different worldviews and religions and see what their beliefs are, what formulates their beliefs, all of that. Um, so that there's like an obvious value with evangelism there. Um, but the, I don't know, the thing I'm really, um, see, I, I guess I liken it to our journey so far with learning how to contextualize the gospel to the culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had uh, talks with Benta. We've had talks with, um, ourselves for the longest mm-hmm. time, like before we came here the thing we talked about constantly was like, we can't just take for granted like that the way we think is the way they're going to think. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be willing to, um, or we have to realize that some of our dictionary definitions, we have to throw out the window and try to learn what their dictionary definitions are like the, or the, uh, you, uh, you can say it better than me, the 
culture's definitions of mm. different words. Mm. Like mm. they, oh, um, sure, their presuppositions. Yeah, yeah thank. Yeah. That is the exact the word. Thank that, you so much. The things that everyone believes and how they view the world, but mm-hmm. no one ever talks about yeah. because yeah. it's just ingrained yeah. in it. And you have them too, and yeah. Norwegians <laughs> have them, and we need to learn what they are because yeah. we're yeah. not Norwegian. Yeah. So we've talked about that for forever with the idea of culture and how that has shaped the Norwegian mindset versus ours and how we need to not, you know, we obviously can't fully adopt, but we need to attempt to understand and adopt and um, see things through the Norwegian mindset. Um, and for me, that's what this class, like learning about the other world religions, mm-hmm. um, that's what it has done for me is just like seeing, um, how they come to their beliefs. And the question, I, I mean, I always jump to the question just cause I feel like this is the easy, obvious question when you're looking at different beliefs is what do they think of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so I think that's always like the central one, but, um, you know, Temeskin's forcing us to actually slow down and walk through the foundations of their beliefs yeah. and, and then all the way to the practices of their beliefs and like going through that process. Um, again, for me, one of the, um, uh, members of the congregation at Bielsen, um, pulled me aside after service and asked, what's the most valuable thing that I've learned in my time here so far? Mm. And uh, my answer to him was the new perspective that we have to adopt. Mm. Um, like it, if I, if we set out to plant churches in Temecula, um, we wouldn't have to do too much uh, contextualization with the gospel right. or with our approach to church planting and all the things we're doing. Um, but here it's like very obvious that we have to contextualize, like we have to learn a new language. We have to learn tons of new things in order to be effective here. Um, and for me, it's just that same thing. Like we're (coughs) sharpening that same skill of learning how to bring the gospel to, um, not just to people, but in terms that they understand and, uh, that their hearts understand and that goes for world religions like we mm-hmm. need to know how to tailor the gospel um and use words in a way that actually makes sense to right. the ears that are hearing them i think we talked about in like the first episode talking to a hindu person about you must be reborn yeah right and they go yeah totally right i've been reborn many times right we'd be reborn mm-hmm. many times more um so i think that that's a uh, that's an invaluable insight and when we talk about contextualization like there's no there's no um the plan is not to now go worship with at the Jewish synagogue every week. Yeah, of course. Um, but knowing more about who it is that you're talking to about Jesus mm-hmm. and how they understand the world and what their presuppositions are and their tacit knowledge and all that kind of stuff. Um, look, now we can make the gospel clearer mm-hmm. and we can get rid of all of the things that would make it unclear, right? So that, that's really sort of two tasks. One yeah. is make <laughs> it clear and the other one is knock down all the things that obscure you being able to see it, you know mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just like God, it seems common that he's working on that skill in us. Like yeah. he really wants to hone the skill of clarifying the gospel mm-hmm. for the hearers that we're bringing it to. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I definitely need a lot more honing yeah. um, from him to do. So this class has been awesome in doing that. Yeah. And I'm eager to talk about also, so uh, I won't bring it up now. I'm just going to say eager to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. There are, so uh, me and my family and Zach and Jen have met with the leadership at the 
Baptist Union, and I'm now on a board for a uh, thing going on with Laga, and there there are things coming. Mm. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil them, <laughs> um, but there's like God now at this point is starting to plug us into right. mm-hmm. doing ministry. So there's we'll t- continue to talk to you guys about how evangelism goes, but there's there's stuff happening that we are getting to be a part of that's really really excited mm. exciting and i'm uh i'm eager to share about all that at some point but well i'll end up talking you know forever about all that <laughs> stuff now but they're they're the buds of something that is going mm. to flower into something beautiful that's really exciting i am i'm certain uh, maximally certain that we will uh <laughs> talk about that eventually. <laughs> uh eventually at some point uh here on the show but uh that that point bailey is really important what's uh, on the docket in our uh class is a uh, secular humanism and uh, mm-hmm. Islam as well. Um, both of those views, uh, Islam in Norway is uh, definitely like on the rise. There's mm-hmm. lots of Muslims, uh, refugees who have moved here and mm-hmm. have stayed here. There's mm-hmm. lots of different mosques here. Mm-hmm. And so that, uh, the fact that that's on our list to learn more about, yeah. some of us are actually going to be visiting a mosque and yeah. writing a reflection from the mm-hmm. uh, religious service and learning about secular humanism, which is kind of more the, uh, more popular kind of like basic like Norwegian worldview, at least from what Maybe. I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like more, I think that's probably a, a good way of describing your uh, typical Norwegian as basically a secular humanist. How about mm. – uh, uh, I'll describe it the way Zach did last week, mm. functional atheists. Yeah. How mm. about I'll say it like that? They more. live as though God is not real. Sure. Mm. Uh, and, and so, so many Christians, by the way. That's uh, <laughs> very true. Hey, maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Everybody uh, So – that that uh, point, I think, is actually a really good point to uh, where we'll just land there for now, where we're learning at, uh, and getting these opportunities to contextualize while in our entry into Norwegian culture, we are doing ministry. And it's really mm-hmm. been scratching mm-hmm. that itch. Like, yeah. I, oh, I can't wait yeah. to uh, do more evangelism and, and stuff <laughs> and more worship and more worship. And I can't wait to uh, just share our experiences with you guys and what we learn talk about our conversations and uh, maybe uh, I've said this already three times now and I just have to make it happen, but maybe even get a Norwegian on here to yeah, learn from their perspective. Mm. Uh, so God bless you guys. We appreciate you tuning in to uh, this episode and experiencing it, whether you're listening or watching. <laughs> God bless. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to word first radio. If you like the podcast, please like share and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless.